0: How are you doing, all Good six morning, of you? <laughs> Good
1: morning. There's people still trying to wake up from Christmas. Yeah, my brother. yeah. yeah it's... Welcome to those watching from home as well.
0: Yes, welcome. My name is David Sanchez. I am the youth director here at New Beginnings. And
1: I am Michael Romero. I'm your worship pastor here at New Beginnings.
0: Yeah, and before we get started with today's service, we've just got a couple of announcements for you guys, real quick. You know, we've done a lot of things this month of December. We've had a Christmas Eve service. We've had. Christmas program. We've done a like uh, Christmas social. 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 That social yeah. was fantastic. We've we've had a lot of things, and we have our last service of the year because you know calendars and stuff like that. 2022 is going to be like tomorrow. Um, our last service of the year is going to be on Wednesday. It's going to be the 29th at 7 p.m., and it's going to be a pretty special thing. Pastor Mike, you want to fill us in on that?
1: Yeah. So Wednesday we have our remembrance service. I know we've talked about it quite a bit, but we don't want you guys to miss out on this really really awesome service. And those that are in the house, those that are still making your way in, we want to remind you that our remembrance service is a special time because we want you to memorialize those that have gone on before us. So if you have a 5 by 10, 8 by 10, or uh, even a 3 by 5 picture of somebody special to you that you want to memorialize, this Wednesday, the 29th, so in just a couple of days, we invite you to participate in our special latch of remembrance service. Mm-hmm. Of course, it'll be a, a candlelight service, it'll be a communion service. And of course, Pastor Richard will be bringing yet another message of hope, mm-hmm. of remembrance, of memorialization that will help us deal with, you know, some of the stuff that comes with still not being able to um, uh, or it comes with grief, rather, mm-hmm. of the grief, the, uh, the topic of grief. So we want to invite you guys to participate. And if you want to participate, Um, We invite you to come maybe just a couple minutes earlier than you normally would Mm -hmm. on a Wednesday night and bring that picture. We're going to have some tables set up here on our platform and we invite you to have those up with you so we can put them up. And if you're at home and you still don't feel comfortable coming to service, that's fine. We invite you to participate as well. So maybe you have a picture at home and -hmm. that you want to set up. You can set it up maybe uh, on your TV stand or your Mm -hmm. entertainment center and just participate in that. get Get yourself a candle. And, uh, and some communion elements for this Wednesday night be
0: prepared. Absolutely. And you know what? Also, on New Year's Eve, it's New Year's Eve, right? It is New Year's Eve, yes. We're having our Frontline Resurrection. One of the ministries that we support here at New Beginnings is having a fundraiser luncheon here at the church. It is at what time, Pastor Mike?
1: From 2 to 5. It's going to be an amazing time. It's a fundraising event for Frontline Resurrection. Um, if you know Brother Tomas and Sister Renee, they usually sit here in the front and they're all about the worship they're just all mm-hmm. in it all the time and they have a re- they have a rehabilitation home uh they're a, a great testimony and what they've done is they bring women into their home just trying to recover um out of prison a transition home they just they're out to lend a hand to those who need it so it's not necessarily just a fresh out ministry mm-hmm. if you will but they it's a recovery home it's a man you need a hand up home and if you are, are interested in participating you can purchase tickets out in the courtyard. You'll find Brother Tomas and Sister Renee out there in the front of the resurrection table. Mm-hmm. Tickets are $20. It includes a lunch. It's from 2 to 5, January, or I keep saying January, <laughs> December 31st, um, here at the church, here at New Beginnings. And it begins from t- at 2 o'clock, and it goes to two, 5 o'clock, I'm sorry, so from 2 to 5. Brother Tomas and Sister Renee are selling tickets out in the mall, and they're $20, includes a meal, it includes your time of worship. It includes, man, and guess what, guys, the best the part? Best part? Testimonies. Yep. You guys want to hear what the Lord is doing in the lives of these yeah. people that are being transformed on a daily basis? They're amazing, amazing testimonies of what the Lord is doing mm-hmm. in their
0: home. Absolutely. And and also, next week, the 2nd of January. Can you do that? January 2022? How insane. I'm going to be 20, 22 years old next year. That's crazy. I'm so old. Anyway, um, January 2nd, we're going to have baptisms here at the church. If you've not been baptized yet, what a great time to do it on the very first uh, Sunday of the new year. You know how everyone's like, oh, new new year, new me, and that just means like they eat less carbs and work out like once every two years. Like this is different. This is you are a new person. You've been crucified with Christ. You have died to your old self. You are dead to sin. You have resurrected. And now you live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, marked by love, grace, peace, and all that good stuff. And so if that's something you've not experienced yet, a wonderful time to do that is going to be on the 2nd of January. That is next week. You can register for that online, NBC abq.com forward slash events. And if you have any other questions about that, you can feel free to reach out to myself, Pastor Mike, Pastor Richard, and we can, by all means, answer whatever questions you have.
1: And you can also register uh, via the app. So if that's easier for you, you can just kind of do it on the app. And church, if if you're interested in doing that, if you want to make that public declaration, then uh, make sure to join us for our first service next Sunday, a week from today, because during this service, Uh, We're going to be having just a quick 20, 30-minute class on uh, baptism. And then immediately following this service, we're going to go straight into baptism. Mm -hmm. So there's no waiting period. It's just straight from here into baptism. Mm -hmm. We want to invite you to participate. Yes,
0: absolutely. And also, you have the week off. Uh, Just so you guys know, the church office will be closed uh, Monday through Friday this week. So if there's anything you got to take care of, anything that you will need from us, uh, just make sure that you plan for doing that the following week. And other than that, you know, church, we've been doing a lot of things this month. And we're just so excited because it really feels like the life of the church is flourishing. So many wonderful connections are being made. I'm seeing so many friendships start to blossom, and it's just so wonderful. And you can continue to support all that we're doing here at New Beginnings by just continuing to being faithful through your tithes and your offerings. We have our tithing boxes over here in the back of the sanctuary on either side, and we also have on the app where you can give, we have our text to give, and also nbcabq.com forward slash give. And other than that, do we have any other announcements?
1: That's it, my brother. Why don't we we stand? Yeah. As we welcome the Lord into this place, why don't don't you lead us in prayer, my brother?
0: Absolutely. Everyone just take a nice deep breath in, let it out. One more deep breath, let her out. Holy Spirit, we just thank you so much because we know every single breath from you is a gift. Thank you because we know that you are closer than our very own breath, closer than our heartbeat, God. Your word says that you want to put your spirit inside of us, and we thank you because we can experience that this morning. So, God, I ask that we create space for you right here. That we push aside whatever anxieties or burdens that we're holding, and we just say, Jesus, we're ready to let you love me. So, Heavenly Father, we make way for you, and we are anxiously awaiting to see what you'll do this morning. I thank you and I praise you for who you are and what you do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Why don't we take a moment and greet each other as as worship begins. Good morning, church great to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Let's just worship all the great things He
1: Come on, family. Why don't we lift our voices up together? One voice, one accord. Come on let's sing it.
2: right here together in this place. Yeah. Don't let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what a Savior is done. See how His love overcome. He has done great things. He has done great things. Ouvir oh, he-
1: Celebrate the Lord today, will you church?
2: His goodness, we give him thanks. Amen. Thank
1: you, Jesus. Oh Lord, the things you have done, the things that we have seen you do, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord. Lord,
2: we give you thanks.
1: We give you the honor and the glory, Lord. is speak over our lives. To know, Lord, that you are the champion of heaven. You are our champion. So, Lord, as we come before you right now, Lord, thank you, Lord, for making a way where there was no way. For making a way where there is no way, Lord. And continue to do that day after day, Lord, moment after moment. For those coming in, Lord, in brokenness, Lord, make a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord, for emergency exits that you always pull us through. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that hope that we have only in you. Thank you, Jesus. How great the chasm
2: that lay between! How great the mountain I could not climb in desperation. Turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is reached. Right my living home Who could imagine? the problem, your buried body begin to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring light declare the grave has no claim on. Come on, lift your voices. Then came the morning.
3: amen he is our living hope the hope of glory jesus christ the risen king that song sings all why jesus came and christmas was the beginning of it all god kept his word and he sent the savior says for unto you this day is born a savior in the city of david jesus christ the risen King. He was born to die and then he was raised up so that we might live. Father, what a tremendous joy to know the truth of that song is real. It's scripture, Lord. You called us out of the darkness. Father, you called us out to walk with you, to believe in you, to just celebrate you father what a joy what a joy what a joy what a joy father in the midst of brokenness heal the brokenness in the midst of emptiness fill us to overflowing father God I pray that Lord you would continue to just minister to families that are so broken today we continue to pray for the visa family in Gilly's loss father God we pray that Lord Heaven's gain has been our pain, but Lord, we thank you that you're comforting the family. Father God, today would have been Pastor George Otero's birthday, and he's celebrating it with you in heaven. Be with Francis and Isaiah and all the family, Lord, his daughter and his stepsons, and Lord, just comfort them, minister to them. What a glorious place to celebrate his birthday in your presence. But Lord, the family wants your presence there with them. Father, I just pray, Lord God, that you would do a supernatural work right now here among us, within us, around us. Father God, this world that we live in is completely changed because of this thing called Corona COVID virus. Father God, COVID-19 and now this Omicron virus, Lord, it's it's literally crippled our world. Some people are living in sheer fear that they don't even leave their house. Father, we've had people that have been overwhelmed. We're just praying healing. God, our community is broken here in Albuquerque. God, heal our land. Heal our land. Comfort them. Minister to them bring order back in our city. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing, and we're believing you for great things. This morning in first service, we prayed for some people for healing, and I don't know if you're going through any kind of physical issue right now, but if you need to be prayed over for healing, I encourage you to come up right now will anoint you with oil and believe God for your healing. The Bible says to anoint with oil because it represents the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Tomas, would you please anoint them with oil? And we're going to believe for your healing. The Word of God says that Jesus brought healing. He brought completion to our bodies. So we anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit believing that God is gonna touch you he's gonna heal you and that you might receive your healing father God we're believing that Lord God you're gonna restore bodies you're gonna restore relationships you're gonna restore people and give them back their health the mosque to the right of you you're gonna just minister to us right now father God some people are gripped with fear because they've been told They have cancer. They have a very, very chronic illness. And God, you're more aggressive than any kind of illness. You are a powerful God that can heal and restore. So we're praying healing over bodies right now, God. We're praying healing over their mind, that you don't let their mind go places that don't even exist. God, they're already thinking of stuff that hasn't even been told to them. Fear grips us. Father God, keep their mind under control. Give them the mind of Christ. God, we pray for their bodies, that it completely be healed. That, Lord, whatever's going on in their body, they be healed. Father, there's people fighting COVID. There's people fighting heart disease, arthritis, diabetes, fibromyalgia. Father God, some people, their kidneys are weak and shutting down some are on dialysis some are needing to be god we're needing hearts to be restored we we just pray healing in the name of jesus father god whatever it might be lord god i pray that you hear their cry and you hear our prayer lord the song says you called us out of the boat the waves were raging but your love (laughs) splashed all over Lord, your truth silenced the storm. Father, let us hold on to the truth in the middle of the storm. The promise that you said you will heal. So God, I pray that we believe the report of the Lord over the report of the doctor. Because Jesus, you are the great physician. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And God's people said amen. Amen. And God's people sang out. Hallelujah. (laughs) And they praise the name of Jesus.
2: The one who sent Oh, sing it out. Hallelujah.
3: Say glory. We love you, Lord. We bless your holy name. And we thank you for who you are in our life. And God's people said amen. amen. You may be seated. Thank you for your faithful giving. You can give online. You could go text to give. You could give in our app or you could give in the giving boxes. But I'm telling you, a lot of ministry took place this year because of Our faithful giving. We were able to give out over 400 toys to kids there at God's warehouse. And was it 500 pairs of shoes and food and man, all kinds of stuff. Then Angel Tree, we gave over 400 gifts there to kids that their mom or dad's incarcerated. We even sent 100 gifts out to Clovis, New Mexico and we were able to help out there. There was a family that had a big old Christmas party and they told everyone, we want you to bring a gift, a toy for homeless kids. So I don't even know if they delivered all those to you yet. They did? So they passed out all these gifts. They had close to 100 gifts from this Christmas party. So good thinking young couple. It was a young couple. They're like in their 30s and uh, I think she's in her 20s. He's in his 30s and... All I know is they were very generous, so thank you guys. Thank you. Lives are being transformed. Lives are being touched. People are being set free. Amen. And we're going to believe that here today. Guys, I don't know about you, but from Thanksgiving to Christmas, seemed like it was only seven days apart. <laughs> it went like that. I was like, "What? What do you mean? It's already here. Christmas is here. Pastor Michael sends out these reminders to everyone that takes part in the service and it says, you know, don't forget we have service tomorrow. Well, Christmas week we had, you know, two services on Sunday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday, one on, you know, and I was like, man, I go, oh my gosh, I don't even have a sermon finished yet, you know, and I'm like, it it was crazy because Christmas could pass us by question I have for you, did Christmas pass you by? We get so caught up into the moment that we lose the moment. We get so caught up into all the festivities and all the craziness of it that you don't even get to celebrate it. People even say stuff like, thank God that's over. And I know what they mean, that that the craziness creeps in and it overwhelms us. But We should be celebrating Christmas every single day, the coming of our Lord, the promise of God that he kept his word and he sent forth a savior. See, we get real busy. People often miss Christmas, and and I want to talk about that today because Christmas just passed. That was yesterday, and some of you missed it. Some of you at home, you're you're sitting there and and you missed it. And there's people that often miss Christmas because of a lot of reasons. One reason is because of busyness. Busyness keeps you from seeing the Lord at this time. Busyness keeps you from understanding what this is all about. Busyness. All our lives are busy. Everyone's busy. I'm busy. You're busy. We're all busy. I know I'm very busy. I really am. And so are you. I'm not the kind of pastor that just sits around sipping on coffee all day long and wondering what to do. No, you know what? I work. And people go, you're always so busy. Well, yeah, that yeah, I I work. I have people to see and minister to and m- meetings and planning and, and I work. You're busy. In the story of the Christmas story, the innkeeper was so busy he missed Jesus. He missed it, missed it all altogether. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 27. It says, Mary, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of
1: cloth
3: and laid him in the manger because there was no lodging, no room at the inn available for them. Now, you've got to understand what's going on. There had been a decree that there had to be a census taken over all of the region of Judah and Israel. And and so Joseph was from the the home of, of Bethlehem. They lived in Nazareth. This is quite a ways away. They didn't have automobiles. They didn't have buses or train or anything. And so here's Mary, and she's pregnant. And they've got to walk all this journey. But she's like pregnant, pregnant. She's at that stage where it's no longer fun pregnant. You know what I mean, ladies? You remember where you're all excited, and then you're like, oh, are you waddling? Your ankles swell, your feet swell. You don't feel good. Your husband goes over a bump. Slow down, oh my gosh. She's walking, she's pregnant, and she's exhausted. So he goes, well, I got the donkey, babe. I don't have any shock absorbers. I couldn't afford the real fancy donkey. Puts her up on a donkey. I mean, think about it. You ladies that have been pregnant, can you imagine riding on a donkey a long way? It was further than it would be like from here to Las Cruces. But no pavement. So rough roads going up and down and all around and oh my gosh. And they finally get there and she's, she's gotta be so excited. Oh hon, we made it. Joseph, thank you, Joseph. Thank you for being patient. Look at my ankles, my feet are so swollen. Hey, look, 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 there's a Motel 6. Let's see if there's any room. Motel 6, no room at the inn. Can't you say we're busy? Leave us alone. He slammed the door on him. Look, look, there's there's a Holiday Inn. Nope, no room at the inn. Sorry. No holiday here. Vámonos. Man, the innkeeper so busy, he doesn't even see the need in front of him. What's going on? Funny they get to the Hyatt. Well, we can't really afford it, but well, here, let's see if they have any room. No room at the Hyatt either. No room in any place. And you've got to know that the innkeeper is inundated, and he's thinking, oh, my gosh, this is awesome business, but what are we going to do? Oh, look at this. And he's overwhelmed. He's so busy, he misses what's right in front of him. You know the innkeeper's wife had to have some input. Just say, babe, what are you doing? Look at her, she's pregnant. Don't you remember when I was pregnant what it was like? Don't we have any room at all? Nothing, babe. Huh, can't you put them in the garage? I guess we could. Line them up next to the camels. Between the camels and the donkeys and some sheep and the, the cows, put them right there in the middle. Okay, honey. Hey, we have some room for you in the garage. It's in a barn that's stinky and smelly and it's filthy. I wouldn't want to do that to you, but it's the only thing we have. You see, they were so busy, they missed it. Some of us are so busy, he's right in front of us. Look, if the innkeeper really would have seen who was there, and if he would have known who he was, he would have said, man, I'm going to bank off of this. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to make postcards. I'm going to put a big old sign up that says, Jesus was born here. Stay here. Even raise the prices. He could have made money off of it. Probably afterwards, yeah, Yeah, Jesus, we didn't have any room at the end, but uh, we're going live to see over here, and the cameras are zooming in. We understand the king was born here tonight. Yes, yes, we didn't have any room, but we we were so kind-hearted, we let him sleep in the barn. He's the king born among the pig. Well, they didn't have pigs because they're Jews, so they didn't do pigs, but they had donkeys, camels, cows. Sheep, smell, yuck. But the busyness kept them from seeing what was going on. How many times has your busyness kept you from seeing what was going on? You missed this Christmas. You missed the moment cuz we got to go here. 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 We got to go, go here. You're so tired of going 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 that you know what? Today this morning somebody sent me a picture of their car. The car screen said, "Take some time to rest." I go, "Man, my car has never told me that." My car says, "Andale a trabajar, carnal. Come on, let's go work." You're like, "Man, and I go. Did it really say that? He goes. Yeah. So we're gonna stay home and watch from church, from the house. I go right on. Because you know what? We get so busy, we miss what's going on. Not only the busyness keeps us from seeing Christmas and it passes us by, but familiarity does too. We get so comfortable and so familiar with stuff that we miss it. We think Christmas is all about pozole and tamales and bizcochitos, menudo. Oh, my gosh. If you don't like menudo one of these days, you'll grow up and really love love it, love it, love it. But I'm telling you, some of you guys are getting hungry and some of you guys are gagging. But hear me. Familiarity. We get so familiar with what's happening it's like, oh, pastor's going to preach again, and here's the Christmas story. Joseph got mad and got scared and was going to divorce Mary, and Mary was scared, and she said, go ahead. The shepherds were in the field, and, and, and Elizabeth's baby leaped, and, and, and Gabriel visited, and, and we just like, blah, 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 blah. How many times do you come into church, and because you think you already know what they're, they're going to talk about Jesus? He could change lives. And we miss it. We miss what God has for us. We miss the healing. We miss the power. We miss the fullness of his glory. We miss it. In this story, you see it with the religious leaders. Look what the religious, religious leaders did. The wise men, the magi, show up to the palace because they're looking for a baby, a royalty to be born being born. So, where do you think royalty is going to be? At the palace. So, they go to the palace, and they're talking to King Herod, and they go, hey, we followed his star. So, King Herod calls in Matthew chapter 2. Look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. Herod called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law. He's got the medal meadow medals. He's got the scholars. He's got the Pharisees. The, the, he's got the scribes. He's he's got the, the leaders, the Sanhedrin there. He's got the top dogs there. Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? Well, well, in Bethlehem of Judah, of course. This is what the prophet wrote. We know the scripture so well. We know the Bible so well. Just let us answer that because you guys don't know anything we know. And he goes, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not, you're not least among the ruling cities of Judah for a ruler will come from you and who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Their arrogance, their their familiarity with the Scripture, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here goes pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here comes pastor. Now he's going in for the clothes. If you haven't accepted Jesus, here, you want to accept. If, and, and, and now they're going to talk about that. Oh, and now they're, they're calling people up to pray. Oh, we're uh, oh, here we are. They're going to, uh, should I even go up? They're going to anoint us with oil. I don't even know. Do I really want oil on my forehead? Uh, I don't know if I really want that. And, I mean, is God really going to do anything anyway? You see what I mean? We get so familiar, we miss it. Here Jesus was born, and they missed it. I don't know about you, if the religious leaders, you're sitting there, and the magi show up, the wise men show up, and they go, we've been following the star. We're astrologers. We came from Persia. We came from a long ways off. And we've been following his star, and we know this is, I don't know about you, if I was a religious theater, I'd go, Lord, could it be the Messiah? Guys, can I go with you? But they were so familiar. Yeah, yeah, this is what the prophet says. Oh, Bethlehem, oh, little town of Bethlehem, like if anything good comes from you. We know what the prophets have to say, but we really don't believe you. I'm just making it up. I, I just figure But that's what they were feeling. It became familiar. Haven't you ever got so familiar it just becomes familiar? Oh, here comes this part of the song. Here comes this. Oh my gosh. And you miss it. You miss it. It passes you by. The Bible says we miss it because of the hardness and darkness of our life. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, And their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Wow. Another reason we miss him is because of fear. So it's not just busyness, and it's not just familiarity, but it's also fear. Look, fear, you see you see that in the life of King Herod. King Herod, it, he's the king of that territory. You remember the Wizard of Oz? I used to love the lion. If I were the king of the forest... So Herod finally becomes king. I'm the king. I'm the king of the Romans. I'm the king of the Jews. I'm the king of the Gentiles. I'm the king. I'm the king. I'm the king. And then, hey, we've been following the star we came to visit. Is this where the king of the Jews was born? The king, I'm the king of the Jews. Who are they talking about? Oh, you mean to tell me another king's moving in? Oh my gosh. We're afraid of the king. See, we're afraid. Sometimes we don't come to church. We don't want to come to church. You know why? Because we're afraid the king is going to show up, and he's going to dethrone us off of the heart, our throne, and he's going to take residency in our throne, and he's going to start calling the shots, and he's going to start directing your life, and it might mess you all up. So your mama says, Mijo, for Christmas, come to church, mijito. Come on, son." come to church, mija, come on, my daughter, come to church. I don't want to really go to church. You don't want to come to church, not because I'm not into it. No, because you're afraid it might get into you. And you might end up finding out, he's in charge. God took over my my throne. He took over my heart. Oh, my gosh, and you freak out, and you get full of fear. Look what he says right there in Matthew 2, verse 3. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this and everyone else in Jerusalem. Even the religious leaders, the other people, the people of God, so-called God, they're like, oh no, the king's really coming. We gotta quit playing church and we better gonna have to step up and be real. You know anybody that plays church? Please don't point them out. But you know what I mean. They're the ones... I always say, it doesn't matter how high you can jump. It's how you walk when you land. Is your walk in line with your talk? Are you living it out, or are you just a big, oh, praise the Lord, I'm blessed. I'm blessed by the best. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm just filled with the Holy Ghost, and you're just filled with yourself. You need to get rid of yourself and get full of him, Amen in 1st Timothy chapter 6 verse 21 it says some people have wandered from the faith by following foolishness may god's grace be with you you see some people start falling they're they're always looking for signs and wonders signs and wonders let me tell you something when you look for signs and wonders you're going to find emptiness because let me tell you what the bible says signs and wonders follow god he didn't follow signs and wonders Wherever Jesus went, boom, signs of wonders showed up. Things happened. And one time they even said to God, if you really are the Lord, he had already raised people from the dead, he had restored sight, blind, made lame to walk, he had healed the deaf, he, he had done all these miracles. And they go, but if you really are the son of God, make something happen in the sky. Like, you're so stupid, you can't even see it here on earth, what do you want to look in the sky for because we're afraid we have fear and busyness and familiarity and we miss him. So how do we make sure that the Christ of Christmas doesn't pass us by? How do we make sure that Jesus Christ, the risen king, the king of glory, doesn't pass us by? How do we make sure we see him, receive him, experience him? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first thing we need to do is stop filling our life with less important things. We fill our lives with some of the dumbest things. Oh, I have to do this, we have to do that, we have to do this, have to do that. Look, tradition is awesome. It's wonderful to have tradition. But don't miss what it's all about. Don't miss what it's all about. My son has a a daughter, his only child. And she's a five-year-old little girl. She just turned five last month. And she's, she's absolutely precious. I don't say that just because she's my granddaughter. I say it because she's my granddaughter, but she, I mean, everyone that meets her goes, oh my gosh, she's just the most precious little girl. Like, oh, I know, she takes after her grandpa. <laughs> I'm a very humble man. <laughs> no, but really, she is really amazing. And my son called. And my son very rarely ever gets emotional. He doesn't He's not one of these cry babies. She's not one of these, I get all the mo- I, I used to be like that. And then I came to Jesus, and now I cry for everything. There's a new Walmart opening, and I start crying. <laughs> Can't believe it. This is wonderful, Lord. Wow. Well, you know. And he goes, Dad, you go, what's up, mijo? Dad, have you ever really thought about what's going on? Well, talk to me because I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Dad, God sent his son to be born. I go, yeah. He goes, but he was born to die. I go, yeah. Dad, wow, if if God asked for my child. I don't even know if I'd give up one of her nails for people to live. That I would pull out her her nail from her finger. I don't even think I'd want to do that for someone to have life. He gave his son. I go, yeah, son. That's what he did. Because I don't know why it's impacting me so much. I go, it's because you're finally growing up and you're understanding what it's really all about. You see, we fill our lives with meaningless things at times, less important things. It's nice getting presents, but if you don't have his presence with you, if you don't have his presence in your home, if you don't have his presence in your life, you are really missing it. You're, you're constantly looking for something else. Look, most people, most parents can identify with this. Your kids are looking in the boxes to see if there's anything else. What more do you want? My gosh, we gave you all this stuff. And they're still looking for something more. Look what it says in Psalm 39, verse 6. We are merely moving shadows. We're just these moving shadows. And all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who's going to spend it. Man, isn't that heavy? Our busy rushing ends in nothing. And we're there, busy, 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 busy. And it's like, Why? You've got to fill it with the most important thing, and that's the presence of His holiness. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation, I will be honored throughout the world. But be still. Take time to understand what this is all about. Don't let Christmas just pass you by. Don't let Christ pass you by. Proverbs 10, verse 27. Fear the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. The reverence and the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. Now see... We think sometimes, but wait, only the good die young. I mean, Billy Joel was a prophet, and he said that. You Remember back in the 80s? Only the good die young. But see, even though sometimes good people die young, they really don't. If they're, they fear the Lord and they're Christians, they might die young but here on earth, but they live for all eternity. See, our lives are lengthened. Mankind, we die and then we burn in hell the rest of our lives if you don't have Jesus. That's what mankind does. That's what we do as mankind. And that's why it's so important to come to the Lord because he lengthens our life. Not only should we not waste our time filling our lives with meaningless things, but second, search closely for the Lord. Search closely for the Lord Jesus. Search for him. If you don't want it to pass you by, you don't want to look for the Lord. Because I'm telling you, if you look really well, you're going to see his handprint every place you go. Haven't you ever just bumped into God every place? You go here, you bump into God. You go over there, you bump into God. You go over here, you bump into God. You go over there, you bump into God. It's like an amazing journey. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 8, it says... This is Herod, and he's telling the wise man, he goes, well, then go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too and kill him. I did not say kill him, but he wanted to kill him. You see, he wanted to kill him, but the wise men never came back because let me tell you something, when they went in to visit the Lord and they went into his presence and they didn't miss him, but they found him and they ended up searching and they really put all the important things first and they ended up really having an encounter with the Christ, they ended up going back a different way. And let me tell you something, when you and I have an encounter with Jesus Christ, we go back a different way. We are no longer the way we, he found us. He transforms our life. We go back a different way of life. We go back transformed. We make a U-turn. So you came in this way, but you go out that way because God radically changes you, God transforms you, God makes you new, and you have this encounter because you're seeking him and really looking for him. That's why in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And it's not like he's hidden, but we miss him. We miss him. We come in the church, and, and somebody might right next to us might be in just glory. They might be like, Oh, Lord, that was so amazing. And you're going, what are you talking about? Oh, the music was amazing. What music? God, the sermon was great. What, you call that great? And they, you're being ministered to because you searched for God and you found him. And, oh, you're filling yourself with other stuff. And you miss him altogether. And then if you're going to really seek him and find him, you, then you need to believe the good news of Christmas. You gotta believe the good news. He came to bring us hope. He came to bring us love. Love became, it it became real. The word became flesh. The word of God, love. In the book of Luke chapter two, verse 10 and 11, it says right there that the shepherds were terrified. They're, they're, They're taking care of the sheep and they're terrified. And the angel assured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. Now think about it. I've been many, some of you that went with me to to Israel a few years ago, we went to the shepherd's field. And we were in Bethlehem and you see this kind of like a little canyon ravine and then there's a they call it the shepherd's field and that's where it was known that shepherds took their sheep because there's there's some grassy areas and they 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 have water there and and so they take care of them and you see these shepherds who, who are not very respected they 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 they're not really welcomed at the church they're not welcomed at the temple and they're sitting there talking so how was your day no, are you kidding? Because some of my sheep they're so disobedient. God, they don't listen to me. I say, get over here! No, they're over there. They're over there. They're over there. Sounds like a pastor's meeting. <laughs> so how's it been going? Oh, some of my members. Oh Lord, how about you? No, no, I have great members. They they just do whatever I say and and teach and yeah they and and so they're talking about their day. And all of a sudden the angels appear and they're freaking out. But I bring you good news. And it's good news for all people, for you, for them, for everybody. Don't miss the good news. Jesus Christ came to save our soul. In John ten ten, Jesus is talking. He says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. My purpose, Jesus says, I came to give them a rich and satisfying life. I came to give them life in abundance. I came to give them that which they need and even more. I came for those reasons. I came to do what no one else could do because I am the Lord, I am the Messiah, I am the King, I did that. Gilly Vaisa passed away and I know I've mentioned him already but he was on our prayer team for 18 years every Monday morning at 6 a.m. That guy was faithful. For 18 years, he prayed for many of you. Prayer requests that you had, and and they prayed for him, and Gilly was faithful to that. He was the one that made all the coffee for the church. He'd make the coffee every Sunday morning, coffee that you enjoyed. He and his wife just served. He was an usher, he was a greeter. he, He was just a servant. And now he, he celebrated Christmas in heaven and glory. And where are they going, well, we're still here. We're having a good time, kind of, sort of, most of the time. But, man, life is tough. And he's going, be faithful, because, wow, this is amazing. Pastor George Otero, a friend, passed away. Today, this is his birthday, and he was in the hospital. Battling COVID, and he was letting his wife know he, my wife Cindy and I were had a prayer session with him and his wife was at home and he was in the hospital and he was still able to talk at the time and I'm just ministering to him and he goes, Pastor, I just got to tell you thank you. Thank you for being there. I go, no, quit talking like you're going to die, dude. No, I just have to tell you. And he said some beautiful things, Cindy and I, and. Shared. He had told his wife how much he loved her and his son and his stepsons and his daughter, and he talked. All, but as he's dying, they brought him. He couldn't talk anymore, and they give him a notepad. He signals that he, and they go. You want to write something? He goes, yeah. They give him a pen and a pad, and he wrote, "For God so loved the world." that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. His last words were John 3.16, telling the nurse and his family and everyone, it's worth it, hang in there, don't let go, this is real. But if you read verse 17 of John 3, 17, it says God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Don't miss the good news. Don't miss it. Don't let it slip right past you. So for a new life at Christmas, you've got to stop living in sin. Stop living in sin. Be, be dead to it. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says, he personally carried our sin in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin. In other words, that you stop sinning and live for what is right. By his wounds, we are healed. You see, he said, I'm going to help you stop living in sin. I'm going to give you the power to do it. I'm going to die for you. So, look, I don't know about you, man, not all sin is enjoyable. The consequences are horrible. And we get all into sin sometimes, and we think, oh, this is it, this is it, this is it. Yeah, this is like the beginning of your death. And it messes us up. And he comes, he's saying, stop living and sin. He says, second, if you want a new life at Christmas, look to Jesus, look to Jesus. I love that song that we were singing. He goes, I cried out your name into the darkness. You know what's so cool about Jesus? He doesn't say, now you need me. Now you want me. No, he says, I'm here. Peter's sinking in the wave, save me. Man, he just gives him his hand and he pulls him up. He pulls him out. He gets him back on his feet. And he gets him not on solid ground. He's still walking on waves back to the the boat. But he, he saved him. We need to look to a savior. We need to look to Jesus. In Isaiah 45, verse 22, it says, let the world look to me for salvation not anything else, for I am God, there is no other. God is saying, make sure you turn to me, make sure you cry to me, make sure you reach out to me, because I'm the only one that can really do anything about it. Or oh, everyone else might give you a quick fix, but I give you an eternal one. It lasts forevermore. And the last thing we need to do is listen to what God says. Listen to what he says. Listen to what he's saying to you. Listen to what he's pouring out to you because we give him a deaf ear. We have selective hearing. Look what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse two. He says, for God says, this is God speaking. He says, at just the right time, the right time, I heard you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. And today is a day of salvation. So don't miss it. So if you've never embraced it, I pray that you would. And I pray that you would say, Pastor, that's what I want. Somebody asked me today, Pastor, why do you ask them to raise their hand? Because I really believe it's a real commitment. And I know it's kind of like, oh, embarrassing, I'm going to raise my hand and Let me tell you something. If you're madly in love with somebody and you have to hide it, I just wonder what kind of love that is. Maybe you're having an affair, you're cheating or something because you don't want anyone to know. Because Everyone that I know, when they fall in love, they want to tell the whole world. Some of you got engaged this Christmas and I saw you walking in the church today like this. I'm like, bah. Wonder what happened to her hand. My wife goes, she got an engagement ring. I go, oh. <laughs> they all came in like that, right? They're telling everybody. I, I, I don't ever want to embarrass anybody, but I really want you to declare. I'm his, and he's mine. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that, would you raise your hand so we could pray with you? Anyone here today? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I really don't want to embarrass you, but I really want you to be sure. So if you raise your hand and stand because we want to pray with you. It's an encouraging time. The song even says, you make me brave. So would you pray with us for those people that raise their hands and say, Heavenly Father, today is the day of salvation. I'm giving you my life, and I'm welcoming you into my heart. Teach me how to live right. Teach me how to be faithful. Fill me with your spirit. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you just celebrate with us for those gentlemen? Praise the Lord. Look, that's Pastor Eddie. If you don't want to go now, he's got some reading material. He's got a Bible for you. He's got some stuff to help you live it out. So If you want to go to him, if not, talk to him after service and he'll be there. But if you have a need, if you have something you're going through, and because of the busyness, you just like, hey, I don't want to bother the Lord. It's not that big a deal or... He's too busy for me. I don't want to bother pastor. He's too busy for me. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm telling you, I don't know what you might be going through, but if you really need prayer and you really need someone to stand with you, I encourage you to come to the altar and say, man, I can't carry this on my own anymore. I've got to ask someone to pray with me. So if you stand with us as we get ready to close, if you do want prayer, make your way up. We're going to pray with you. And then we're going to dismiss and ask God to really strengthen you. Thank you, Lord, for what you do. Listen to the words of this powerful song. Listen to the words. Sing it out.
2: How great the cast that lay between. could fathom such boundless grace then God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross is spoken I am forgiven the King of kings calls me Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my life.
3: Thank you, Lord, for being our living hope. Thank you for the promise of a Messiah, because you delivered. Father God, I pray supernatural blessing over each person in this room and all those watching online. Fill them with your glory, I pray in Christ's glorious name, amen. One last thing. Every year we do a Christ's birthday offering. It's an offering that goes into the mission field. We have missionaries in Costa Rica and they're training pastors and sending them all through Central and South America. It's an amazing ministry that we're a part of. We have a ministry in Juarez that we support. It's a Christian school and housing and food distribution and clothing distribution. We have an orphanage that we support in Zambia. We have a ministry in Germany called the Pink Door. It's a ministry getting people out of human trafficking, men, women, boys, girls of all ages. We have a ministry in Puerto Rico that we support. They're still recovering from the hurricane a few years ago. We do a lot of ministry, and there's many other ministries locally that we're a part of. So this offering is called a Christ's birthday offering. They had envelopes for you. If you didn't get one, ask one of the ushers. But on the way out, at every doorway, there's going to be a white bucket. So we got to make sure that there's one. I don't see any. Is there one over here? There. Anyway, just make sure there's supposed to be white buckets at every doorway. And if you could get those white buckets, drop your offering there. Don't put it in the offering box because that way we know this is specifically for the missionary. So, Father, take this offering and multiply it. Let us be able to really impact this lost and dying world with the gospel. And, Lord, that our missionaries that are on the front line and some lives have even been threatened, Lord, protect them. And as we provide for them, let them know how much we pray for them and stand with them. And, Lord, we pray this in God's glorious name. And God's people said amen. God bless you, church. You are dismissed to go change Albuquerque. I hope to see you Wednesday night at the memorial service. God bless you, church. We love you.